You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 108 and 109. Ooh. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do our summary discussion and spoiler discussion like we always do. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Again, after almost 100 episodes, we're not changing it up, shockingly. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 108 opens exactly where we left off last time, so Tor remembers her argument with Rin. If the curse doesn't break by next spring, then Kyokun will be gone, she thinks, and cries, and she leaves the dojo. Kunimitsu and Kyo take notice. Why did I run, she thinks. Maybe they'll discover how I really feel. Tor remembers Rin asking what the most important thing is to her, and back then, she couldn't answer. I couldn't say my mom, she thinks. When she was about to answer, she suddenly thought of Akito telling her that Kyo would be confined. Tor remembers the day that she had to leave the apartment she shared with her mom. She stands alone in the apartment, a scene we've seen before. I can feel it, she thought back then. Even though she was just here a little while ago, her presence is disappearing. Mom should have been sitting there, smiling like she always did. It's fading away and vanishing into nothing. She was here. She was here. She was supposed to be here. Tora-san, do you have all your things? Her grandfather asks her, and she says that's all of it. He puts her hand on her shoulder. Let's go, Kyoko-san, he says, and he smiles reassuringly. She looks over at him and begins to cry. From then on, I promised that mom would be the one that I always cared about most, no matter what happened. I thought I needed to keep caring so she wouldn't fade away. Our memories, the promises we made. And Toru remembers her mother saying, we'll always be together. And she remembers her mother, dead in the hospital. Toru kneels beside the bed and cries. If I didn't believe that way, she thinks, it felt like I would lose everything, but... In the present, Shigure catches up with her on the road and takes her hand. He steers her back toward home rather than toward the main house, which is where she was heading. I had no idea you and Rin were trying to break the curse, he says. And now that the cat's out of the bag, Toru can finally talk to Shigure. She asked him if he knew that the curse would break. And he didn't, of course, but had a feeling that the end was coming. Apparently this is the first time the entire Zodiac have been together like this. The maids were all pleased about it, but Shigure thinks it's the final banquet. The blood that ties the curse has diluted over time. Kareno's curse is broken, and Hattori, bless him, is a seahorse. <laughs> Those are my words, not Shigure's. <laughs> See, I put jokes in this part. It's fine. <laughs> But very childishly, Shigure says, Kareno isn't our friend anymore. He confirms all the things that Kareno told Toru. His curse is broken. Akito is a girl. Kareno thinks the end is near too, Shigure says. Small changes in chances have accumulated over time, and Shigure remembers their phone call. Kareno asks, Nissan, did you get her involved because you wanted to create one too? When we originally read this part about the phone call, I didn't realize how much mileage it would get in the story. This is like the mm-hmm. fourth time that we've seen it after. Yeah. Shigure tells Toru, if you don't make a chance for Kyokun, he's going to get locked away. Toru is shocked, and he explains that he knew about it. They all know about it, but they pretend not to. Why? Toru asks, and his expression darkens. Because the cat has a duty to go. We're monsters, Torukun. It's disgusting creatures. You couldn't possibly think that we're happy about what we are. Do you know how many handicaps we have? How much pain we have to go through to live within the framework of this world? To those of us in the Zodiac, the existence of the cat is salvation. We need him, Torukun. He's a monster even uglier than we are. He's inferior to everything. It's a matter of course that he has to live locked up, discriminate against, and look down on. Seeing him being treated that way makes the Zodiac feel better. Good, we think. At least I'm better off than him. Go ahead and ask the others. Ask if they know that he'll be confined. If they've always looked down on him in their hearts. They won't know what to say. The cat was prepared to be left out. And he knows it, by the way. Toru cries and she yells and pushes his chest, just like she did to Akito. He holds her hands. Did it make you angry, he asks, and she shakes. She remembers Hattori telling her about how dark and cursed the Somas are. I wonder if I really understood what Hattori was talking about that day, she thinks. I don't understand. Not at all. The conflict, the suffering, the pain. I couldn't possibly touch it. 
Anyway, it's going to end someday, Shigure says. You said eventually isn't good enough. Torokun, do you want to save Kyo? Do you love? Tori looks panicked and she holds her hands to her face. Why? She thinks of her mom. But I promised so hard. The one that I always picture first in my heart. Her thoughts trail off and she thinks of Kyo. I can't, she thinks. She'll disappear. She'll go far away. Tori has another memory of a man in a tie. His face is obscured. <laughs> you make me sick, he says. She wonders who it was that said that to her. In the present, Shigure says that he should apologize. And Kyo finds them on the street before Shigure can say anything more and threatens him, of course. Shigure explains that Toru had a fight with Rin and he was lending her an ear. Toru got in a fight? Kyo asks. And she's like, err. <laughs> Shigure says that it's delicate and takes the gift that Toru brought for Rin. I've told you what I can, he says to her. Don't push yourself too hard, but give it what you can. And then he bails. <laughs> before anyone can ask questions. And Kyo is like, what host club did he wander out of? <laughs> He tells her not to worry about the fight. A spat every once in a while is okay. You'll make up in no time, he says. Tori looks up at him and blushes. He smiles reassuringly at her. She remembers her mother. Don't go, she thinks. Don't go. And she starts to cry. Kyo is like, yikes, was the fight that bad? And Tori says, no. I just don't know what I should do. In times like this, Kyo says, you shouldn't do anything. If you think you have to do something, then do it, I guess. And uh, just cry when you have to. He pats her head. We see Shigeru running into Hitori trying to sneak in and bring Rin the gift. And then the chapter closes on Kyo and Toru together. Toru cries. I'm sorry, she thinks. Just for a little longer, I want you to be here. I'll have to do something when the time comes, but maybe I'll know by then. Maybe then I'll know what I have to let go of. And that's the end of chapter 108. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shigure just being like, yeah, I'm just gonna lie my way out of this one. <laughs> Shigure out. <laughs> yeah. In chapter 109, it's the anniversary of Kyoko's death. Kyo goes to visit her grave alone this year. I can't be brave enough to stand in front of that grave surrounded by those people. Not anymore, he thinks. And he remembers Hana asking him at the grave before. Why are you standing before a grave with such feelings of regret? He turns to leave the cemetery. It's been a while since he visited his own mother's grave, he thinks. And he remembers going with Shisho. In the memory, baby baby Kyo clings to Shisho's leg. Shisho encourages him to burn some incense for his mother. Kyo's asshole father asks, But you can't get close because you feel guilty, don't you? And Shisho sasses him back like a badass. That isn't something you should say to a child. Kyo's father says that he's saying it because he's a child. I'm sure he doesn't understand me. I do understand, Kyo thinks. In the present at the cemetery, Kyo runs into Grandpa Honda sitting on a bench. And Grandpa Honda recognizes him from when he dragged his granddaughter away by the forehead from the house. <laughs> that's literally the memory that's shown. I'm not, that, wasn't, that wasn't an embellishment on my part. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> Thank you for being kind to Kyoko-san, he says to Kyo, who frowns. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean Toru-san. Thank you for being kind to Toru-san, he says. Kyo asks what he's doing at the cemetery, and he says that his back is acting up, and he called for a ride home. And it says, like, so cell, cell phones really are convenient. And I wrote a note that says, so even Grandpa Honda has a cell phone, but, like, Toru and Kyo don't have cell phones. <laughs> Just saying. Listen. <laughs> he comments on how kind Kyo is to visit Kyoko's grave, and then asks how Kyoko, or Toru, is doing. Kyo asks about him calling her Kyoko. Isn't that kind of harsh? He says. I suppose it is, Grandpa Honda says. Listen, son, I wanted to tie them together. I wanted to prove that Kyoko-san did exist. I was afraid that if I didn't confirm that, that poor girl would fall apart. Kyo clenches his fist. Grandpa Honda says it's not the only reason. It was for him, too. He was lonely. Everyone in his life leaves him behind. I wanted to tie them together somehow, he says, remembering Katsuya and Kyoko. Grandpa Honda asks if Kyo knows why Toru talks the way she does. Some asshole relatives at the funeral, at, at Katsuya's funeral, said that she didn't look like him. A girl like that is no consolation. Things like that. Grandpa Honda supposes that they thought that a child wouldn't understand, but that's nonsense. 
Of course children can understand what adults say. At the very least, they know if a comment is kind or malicious, and Kyo remembers his own father being an asshole. Back at home, Kyo finds Toru outside hanging laundry, and he remembers the rest of what Toru's grandfather said to him. It bothered Toru-san, of course it would, and Kyoko-san was so emaciated that anyone could tell by looking at her. There's no reason their tr- a child wouldn't be troubled. Grandpa Honda remembers visiting baby, baby Toru after her father's death, the same time that we saw before in Kyoko's memory, when we looked at her backstory earlier. I can't remember what chapter it was. I forgot to check. My bad, but that's fine. <laughs> baby, baby Toru says to her grandfather, Daddy went somewhere away, far away, didn't he? Will mommy go there too? Is dad calling to her? She's been sad for a long time now. She won't talk to me. Is she sad because I don't look like dad? What can I do to be like him? Will mom get better if I just, just act like him? Will she stay here? Grandpa Honda tells Kyo in the present that there was a time when Kyoko left the house for a long time. Kyo remembers speaking to Kyoko as a child. It's been since then. Like Katsuya, she's... And then Kyoko trails off in his memory. I think that I did something to make her sad. But Toru was still there for me. She's here to support me. Maybe the world doesn't need me, but there's still one person kind enough to need me. I only need that to live. In the present, Kyo watches Toru hanging up the laundry. It's not like she made it this far surrounded by only good things, he thinks. There was a time that Kyoko asked Kyo to check on Toru while she worked an overnight shift when they were children. It was weird, he narrates, thinking back on it. Toru being all alone as a kid reminded me a lot of how she is now. She looks so lonely. Toru finally notices him and startles. They make small talk a little, and then Kyo asks about her father. What did he look like? And Toru looks panicked as she hangs up a sheet to dry. You said before that you don't remember him well, Kyo says, but do you look like him? She mumbles. Our faces don't... Oh, but I've heard that the way we talk is similar. Even Mom said that we used to talk the same way, she says with a smile. I guess you were pretty happy to hear that, he says, and Toru looks down. It's... it's not true. Actually, we're not alike at all, she says. That's why I talk the way I do. She grips the sheet. I just... I... The truth is, I thought my dad was a bad man. I do remember him. It's vague, but I remember that he was kind and I can recall the things he gave me. But still, I thought, I thought that he might take mom away from me, so I wanted to get her attention. I wanted her to stay with me. I wanted to tie us together. I, I didn't want to be left behind. I wanted to be able to stay calm, and I would have done anything for that. It was simple for me to just treat my father like a bad man. Toru cries. If it was for myself, I would have broken any promise. I'm such a terrible person. But that's just stupid, Kyo thinks. Let me guess, she filled up her head with ideas. She didn't want her mom to leave her behind, so she chased after the traces of her father left in her memory and made her own answer. It was probably a little weird and a little silly, but she kept it up anyway. We see baby Toru in her mom's absence, looking at the mirror, a memory of her father and practicing the words she would eventually say when her mother returned. Welcome home. The way that she looked as she hid her loneliness, Kyo thinks, as she tears herself apart with blame, it makes her look so foolish and so deserving of love. Kyo takes hold of her shoulders, the sheet of barrier between them that keeps him from transforming. I'm sure your mom knew, he says as she cries, but you supported her. I know you did. Did I really? She asks. Really, he says. You have to believe that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was suddenly talking like I'm depressed, she says. It's okay, he says. It's really okay. Talk as much as you want. It's not going to disillusion me or anything. And then they hug through the sheet. (laughs) Sheet hug. Sheet hug. We've only (laughs) waited uh, 109 chapters. I mean. (laughs) We see more of Kyo's conversation at the graveyard with Grandpa Honda, and he wonders why he's telling telling Kyo all of these things about Toru. Oh, it just seemed like Toru-san is very precious to you, he says, and Kyo blushes. He says Kyo should be getting along. I'm sure she's waiting for you to return, he says. I hope you take good care of her, because that girl's happiness is everyone's happiness, Grandpa Honda says. Back at home, Toru hands Kyo a photo of her father. He takes it in his hand. 
So you did have a photo that's so like you, he says, and she smiles and blushes. Kyo thinks, when I muttered that he was wasting his time asking me about Tori's grandfather, he just said, really, and smiled at me. His face seemed really disagreeable. It made me think of just a little of Katsuya Honda. Then we close on Toru's photo of her dad, Katsuya. That's the end of chapter 109. Yay! Yay, <laughs> Yay she'd hug. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was sad, but we had a hug. So. Yeah. A glorious hug. So much <laughs> drama. I do remember seeing that for the first time, being like, oh my god, as a tiny high schooler, probably, at the time that this came out. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, probably high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> Also, on a note, it's like on the filler for the next chapter, but there's a cute little sketch of like <laughs> Kyo, Kyo as a cat after the sheet hug. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like it's just like they transformed anyway. Question mark. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. What a great chapters, <laughs> multiple chapters. The first part of this is just a continuation from last time, but I wanted to talk about like Shigure's theories, mm-hmm. all his theories about the curse, I guess, which I yeah. guess would be classified as a change or like update to the curse, but basically like. His theory is that this is the final banquet because this is the first time that all the in a long time I guess that all the zodiac, um, like the full the full, like twelve plus the cat plus God I guess have been around, mm-hmm. and the maids are super excited about it. <clears throat> but he thinks it's to gather everyone for a final meeting, mm-hmm. and his other evidence is Karino's curse is broken and also Hattori is a seahorse. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, that the forms, the Zodiac forms... I think we had a long discussion a long time ago. I can't remember if it was in spoilers or whatever about the actual, like, shape of the animals and how mm-hmm. we were, like, kind of, like... They're presented as kind of, like, <clears throat> chibi, potentially yeah. for merch purposes. But also, I don't know <laughs> if this is supposed to allude to... Because um, they're cute. You know, like, Snakey Yame is a noodle with a head. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, you could, you could, like draw them in a way that's more realistic mm-hmm. you could make that choice so i was wondering if this like theory that shigari is saying is actually like, supposed to be not like a justification for that but like explaining that that's how they're intended to look like not that they look cartoonish but mm-hmm. they don't seem to look super realistic when they transform i guess i don't know you know what i mean yeah yeah <clears throat> we've also talked about like uh like kagura's boar form is like a baby, baby. boar oh yeah we've she's about an adult and stuff like that yeah they have the stripes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most important thing. Yeah. Um, stripey babies. Stripey baby. It's how they blend in, I guess. Yeah. If she probably. was a giant, like, adult-sized boar, that would be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. And then, like, I don't know. It's hard to tell with the other animals because they do seem to be sort of, like, baby-sized until they're... It's like they're a baby animal when they're a baby, per- like, human, I guess. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, with... For example, like with Kisa and Hiro, it's like, okay, so they're clearly like a lamb and like a tiger cub, but like, doesn't seem like it'll be that way forever, you know? So Yeah. Haru's a cow with hair. How realistic is that? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there is something to say, like, he looks like, like a dairy cow rather than like an ox. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we did talk about that before. And then we yeah. had that amazing note about different t- kinds of cows and we learned about cows. Yeah. I remember. Shigure is implying that all those things kind of adding up together are evidence of the curse getting weaker i guess mm-hmm. he said a bunch of things in this like basically his his lecture to toru yeah. <laughs> while mm-hmm. she was upset i also think it's interesting that it seems like uh like we get a bit of like from shigeru's point of view of like kind of how kareno like kind of agrees mm-hmm. that the curse is weakening his evidence seems to be that like the people are changing because he has yeah. like we see a memory of him like watching 
um, Yuki. Yuki, like Sasback Akito, <laughs> back at the yeah. uh, last New Year's. New Year's, there. yeah. People making chances. Yeah, I like how um, so Karino describes it as like uh, changes and chances that are piling mm-hmm. up, and that kind of ties leads into Shigeru saying that Toru needs to create a chance for Kyo or whatever, yeah. however he describes it. So, I think it's also interesting that Shigure So we had this like the maid, the maid sass Karino about them all being. It's like if if it wasn't for Akito, you'd all be wretched monsters like the cat. And Shigure says to Toru, "We're all monsters." Um, we know we're, we're cursed and whatever. So Shigure has like this, I'm not going to call it a hot take, but mm-hmm. his take on the curse is very negative, especially at this point mm-hmm. in the story. So I don't think anybody, I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot. I don't think anybody ever, you know, said anything like particularly positive about the curse, but Shigure is like, Tori, let me tell you how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're monsters. Everything sucks, but it's okay. Cause it's going to be over soon. Yeah. Then he questions her about her feelings for Kyo. And then we spin mm-hmm. into the Toru focused part of the chapter. Yeah. This is like, I feel like finally kind of revealing the depth of her issues about her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen a lot of this, um, like, foreshadowed up to this point. Like, we've talked about it many times in yeah. spoilers, spoiler talk, where something that's presented as her, um, I don't even know if you would, I don't know what how you describe it. I was about to say, like, devotion, but that's not really the right word. Her, like, the way that she acts about her mom and talks about her all the time, it's kind of like mama's girl kind of attitude. Um, And then also the way that she's, I mean, I think we see it more in the next chapter, but the way that she's so presented as being super, like, independent and self-sufficient and how that you could, it's almost like, been presented her character has been presented that way earlier in the series but now kyo kyo through kyo's kind of eyes and perspective we see that it's really deep down she's very lonely even though she's Mm. like putting on this face been putting on this kind of like face for her whole life actually yeah so as long as uh i guess after her her father died at least Mm -hmm. so i think it's an interesting like flip on Toru's character this is the part that People are always like, she's so, like, happy-go-lucky and all this other stuff in the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. And always, this is, like, where I feel like we've... I mean, we've seen it building up to now, but this is mm-hmm. the final, like, flip on that, I think. Yeah, I think this is where we, like, get the, like, kind of explicit, like, breakdown of, like, no, here's what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I actually thought this. All that time. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, we've seen, like, stuff leading up to this, like, her little, like, breakdown in the middle of the night at yes. the beach. And... <laughs> Like, more recently, her, like, not knowing what to say when Rin asked her that question. Mm-hmm. We talked last time, I'm sure, about how she's kind of finally admitting to herself the way that she feels about Kyo. Mm-hmm. But I think that this, in this chapter, she explained why that's a problem, right? Where yeah. She had made all these yeah, like, why she's been mom. so kind of, like, in denial of it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we talked about her being like, oh, he, like, makes me feel things. Like, <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> yeah, why do I feel this way when... <laughs> <laughs> when he bonks my head, yeah, like, because you're in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, it make her denial all makes sense now because mm-hmm. she's been focused on this way that she promised to like keep her mother's memory alive, which was to yeah. have her always be number one in her heart. Yeah, and I think we could argue like after this chapter, these chapters that like she was aware that she was falling in love with Kyo. Oh yeah, she's like desperately pushing it away rather than like <laughs> genuinely being like, oh, I don't know. 
what this feeling is. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. She's like, I know what this feeling is, and I'm not allowed to feel it. So I don't want to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided that I can't have this ever. Yeah. <laughs> but the in- other interesting thing is, like, you have... So then she... So she, when she's talking to Shigeru in the first chapter that we read, she is like, I can't feel this way. Mm-hmm. And then in the next chapter, when she talks to Kyo... She's like, I would break any promise for myself. So, like, she's, it's kind of a weird thing to say to him out of context. It's mm. kind of like that thing that you said that she does all the time where she has all these, like, internal thoughts and then she'll say, like, one thing. Normally it's funny, but in this mm-hmm. case, it's, I think it's alluding to, like, the thing that she was thinking about when she talked to Shigure. It has nothing to do with, like, it, nothing per se to do with what she's talking to Kyo about. Yeah. It's more to do with him than it is to do with her, her, her feelings about her father. So, mm-hmm. an interesting little drop in the dialogue, I thought. Yeah. And like how at the end, um, we basically get her saying like, like, I'm just going to kind of like put this off for now because mm-hmm. I just want to like spend time with you for now kind of thing. Yeah. And I'll make that decision later, which is really similar to, <laughs> yeah, well, it's really similar to Kyo's perspective like yeah. that we've seen before where he's just like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I just want to be around you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, same problem. Same person. Yeah. Meant to be together, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting how all these characters are just like, I'm just not going to deal with this feeling right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is somehow legit. <laughs> not That's a problem for future Toru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problems for future future Yuki, future Kyo, and future Toru yeah. at this point. <laughs> there was just a lot of like dialogue in these two chapters where it's like Shigeru revealing all, or like confirming all these things that she knows again so now they know that the other one knows because for a long time we were remember we, last time we were like ooh, and then shigeru knows and rin knows and it's interesting mm-hmm. we have this conversation well now they're all on the same page yeah everybody except for kyo and yuki i mean that's <laughs> yeah, fine kind of find the beginning with shigeru where he's like oh i didn't know all this was happening that's cool <laughs> <laughs> he's like i wanted to be in control of this but you know whatever yeah <laughs> i thought she pushed shigeru that was great i mean yeah I enjoyed um, Kyo's completely out of context advice of just being like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, well, if you feel like you need to do something, then do it. But uh, yeah, you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're trying. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of funny where Shigeru like makes up his thing so he can like escape. But he's like, oh, she had a fight with Rin. He's like, well, he's not wrong. No, none of it was. <laughs> none of it was wrong. Yeah. And he was like, like Let it's me- not exactly alive. No. <laughs> there was just way, way, way more. Yeah. To what happened? I love how Kyo was like, a fight. <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about how she's getting more fighty, though. Mm-hmm. So I do think yeah. it's true. And just in general, I think more willing to express her own emotions yes. rather than like holding back for like everyone else's sake. Like, even in like, like the the fight in the last chapter and then like here her like shoving shigure away and mm-hmm. and then just even like her like confession of like how she felt about her father to kill like that's you know she doesn't usually like dump that kind of like emotional nope. reveal on people like we see her like internal thoughts some about him sometimes but that's also part of her growth as a character too is to they all they've been telling her since the beginning like to worry about herself more and it's okay to yeah. talk about your feelings and all these other things mm-hmm. which are all obviously true. yeah like be more <laughs> selfish and it's okay to cry and all that stuff like yeah. especially from kyo we've seen so. kyo. it makes yeah. sense that she would be not as hesitant as usual to do the feelings dump on kyo mm-hmm. since he's like told her to do it in the past 
I like how he and he explicitly like triggers it where he's like, yeah, so uh, yeah. what's your dad look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just ask you randomly um, with no pretense at all. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so yeah. She, she tells him the story and then she's like, actually, I was really mad, which is completely mm-hmm. all her feelings are legitimate. And then he's kind of like, this is dumb because it's legitimate. Like, it's yeah. OK to feel like that. Totally mm-hmm. makes sense. And we talked about it a bit in like spoilers during the Katsuya and Kyoko chapters mm-hmm. about how like because she talks about how she's like she's like he wasn't a bad man. I remember him being very nice mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like we were talking about how it's kind of sad that she like wound up with these like conflicted feelings since like we saw them in the flashbacks that you know he would like absolutely yes. adored her and mm-hmm. and they had a good connection when she was tiny. Yes, <laughs> he put on her baby jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting that we get to see the situation with Kyoko from this is now from Toru's perspective and like uh Toru's grandpa's perspective so yeah we saw Kyoko's kind of perspective and then she ran away and then came back and then we saw what Toru was finally get to see what Toru was doing during that time which I'm sure we talked about in spoilers mm-hmm. before yeah where she like looks at the mirror and is so sad mm-hmm. you can see her little dialogue where she's like practicing what she's gonna say when her mom comes back yeah I was like, my heart. That, yeah, that little like conversation she has with her grandpa is so sad. I know. <laughs> but it's also sweet to see like her grandpa, how he's been looking after her all this time, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he's, you know, had the like doddering old man, <laughs> like, you know, act he going does. on. But <laughs> he does kind of have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we've seen like this, these chapter shows he's a lot sharper than he. Yeah. He purposely calls her Kyoko to, yeah. as opposed to not knowing who she is. Mm-hmm. Even the backup characters, the background characters have have backstories in Furuba. Yeah, that's like the ending with him with Kyo saying like he had a like disagreeable face when he smiled and it reminded him of Katsuya. Him think of Katsuya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. He's so sassy about their potential relationship. Mm-hmm. Kyo's like, I don't know why I can see Kyo. like it's funny. He Kyo doesn't. We don't actually see that. It's like Kyo narrating what happened where he's like, I don't know why you asked me about that. I don't know why you're telling me. And he's like. <laughs> Real, oh really? And then, like that's the end yeah. of their conversation. <laughs> so good. We also got kind of a, I don't know if it comes up again later, but like kind of a culmination of that idea of like people saying shitty things in front of kids because they think oh, yeah. they don't know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we've seen a couple times in the past, and like, but here it gets explicitly stated. Yeah, and it's uh, an experience that it turns out both Kyo and Toru shared and Mm-mm. didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. So now Kyo mm-hmm. knows. Yeah, because we've seen it implied with the two of them in the past, so we've yeah. also seen it like from Haru and Rin, I guess. Kind of. Rin, yeah, and stuff like that. Adults being shitty around kids. <laughs> Fucking adults. <laughs> like, oh, they, they don't understand. They're just kids. Yeah, adults are the worst. Everybody yeah. knows that. And then good people like Cosmo being like, um, don't say shitty <laughs> things in front of the kid. <laughs> and even like Toru's grandpa being like, yeah, no, that was really stupid. <laughs> that was yeah. kind of fucked up. <laughs> It was even... I can't even call them, like, worthless relatives. Yeah, <laughs> I called them guy. asshole relatives yeah. in my narration, but yeah, he calls them worthless relatives. I loved how, um... Remember in the funeral scene from Kyoko's memories, he was, like, sitting off to the side? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same... I think it's the same illustration, like or, like, a similar one where he's wearing, like, the same kind of thing. So he was, like, sitting off to the side while the grown-ups were, like, talking to being assholes mm-hmm. to Toru. So, like, it's... Yeah. Um, and, again, like, another same sort of like incident memory that's from someone else's perspective so mm-hmm. that was kind of a also a little small detail that i enjoyed yeah another important theme of course that we've seen a lot of times is people so like you have 
Kyoko, or uh, not Kyoko, wow. Uh, Toru's grandfather says, I wanted to tie them together by calling Toru Kyoko. And then Toru said the same thing about using her, using her, speaking a certain way, like the way that Katsuyu does for, to tie her and her mother together. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, I wanted us to stay together. Um, and I think this is a theme, I know that for sure we talked about it in spoilers, but I think it's something that's exemplified by both Toru and Akito of wanting things to stay the same. So Toru wanted to mm-hmm. keep this relationship with her mother sort of alive <clears throat> by keeping her number one in her heart and her memories. And then you have like Akito on the other side, uh, you know, in an unrelated way, but similar situation in that she wants everything to kind of stay the same and wants to keep the the Junishi together. It seems to be her mm-hmm. motivation to want to keep everything the same and keep everyone together. And when everybody, when people go against that, that's when she gets angry and acts out against them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And the banquet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely talked about because there was a semi-recent chapter where, like, we noted the fact that, like, they deliberately used the word bond to describe, yeah. like, Toru and Kyoko's, like, relationship and, like, the Zodiac thing in, like, the same chapter. Yes. Because you're talking about, like, the idea of, like, bonds that can, yeah, like, go sour. and Yeah become a thing that like holds people back yeah you're right we definitely talked about those specific things before and i think this is just another thing that again adds on to that theme that's been building mm-hmm. up for a long time yeah so now that we finally have kind of like toru's perspective i think you can very strongly say that they're in a similar situation toru and akito uh, by they by they i mean toru and akito are in a similar situation yeah. and that they you know toru wanted something to be the same she keeps this behavior going i guess i don't know mm-hmm. it's the behavior yeah. yeah to keep things the same and same mm-hmm. with the key yeah and even uh, and even the way they react to like threats to that are mm-hmm. kind of similar like obviously like akito gets angry but like toru is like freaking out like yeah. when it happens and we've talked about how like like akito seems like genuinely like freaked out and like lost mm-hmm. and doesn't know what to do and like there are like mm-hmm. threats to her worldview yeah her like you know endless banquet kind of thing and so like we see Toru here like she's like freaking out doesn't know what to do when there's like a threat to her yeah well like promise that she made her own threat to her own self um yeah but like also they react with denial both of them do like mm-hmm. Akito at the the beach house I think was the best kind of example I think we've seen of her denial of of what's going on I mean it happens all the time but in particular, mm-hmm. I feel like that was the strongest time because it's starting to kind of, she's starting to react more strongly. So with less denial and more, you know, like outrage. Um, yeah. And then in Toru's case, it's like less denial, but just more like, um, you know, fraughtful, like panicking almost. Yeah. Like her expressions look very panicked, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's, this, especially at the beginning in the conversation with Shigure, when he like starts to ask her if she loves Kyo, she just looks like absolutely panicked. Yeah, yeah. Like, even Shigeru looks a little surprised at her, at the strength of her reaction there. I mean, he stops, basically stops talking to her. Mm-hmm. Like, it transitions into her internal, like, her inner monologue at that point. Mm-hmm. So he kind of trails off. Yeah, because we can see, like, her, like, immediate, like, awful panicked expression. We can see his, like, a little panel of his face looking kind of surprised. And then, like, yeah, he doesn't talk anymore and it goes into her. Yeah. Like, freak out. Until Kyo shows up and it's like, hope you didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's like, I don't think it did. Like, I deserve you glaring at me. And he's like, I'm always glaring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved, I didn't really include anything from it, but I loved when he goes back to 
Shisho's house and he like runs into Hattori and he's like, crap. And then Hattori's like, you said crap. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hattori's just like, I'm so tired of you. <laughs> he's like, can you just like grow up or whatever? Like, yeah. I'm tired of this. It's been like, I can't remember how old they are, like 27 or something. It's like, yeah. it's, like it's been like 27 years too much of you. <laughs> can you make fun of my seahorse form one more time? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know you did earlier in this chapter. I wasn't there, but I, I could tell. I it. Yeah. <laughs> is there any other things you want to talk about that weren't spoilery don't think so i don't think so either mm-hmm. i feel like things are revealed um yeah i guess we we have some spoilers to talk about though i have things that i mm-hmm. want to talk to you about um yeah. yeah okay very good let's do that so if you're not sticking around for spoilers thank you of course for listening and next time we'll talk about chapters 110 and 111 yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll see you then Bye-bye. bye bye Spoilers time. Spoiler time? Let's talk about spoilers. All right. Do you want to go first? (laughs) Bowie does. wants to go first. (laughs) (laughs) He has great timing for not being able to hear what I'm saying. (laughs) You're such a chicken. (laughs) Um, A couple of these are like spoilers, but they're going to be revealed in a couple chapters. (laughs) I guess that's like most things now. Yeah. Um, There's only... (laughs) There's only like... 20 chapters left? Am I crazy? There's yeah. gotta be more than that. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's in the third one piece, to... so. Because yeah. we got, um, like, the Kakiru-Toru connection. Yes. Oh, yeah, I called him an unidentified oh. man, because I was like, I can't yeah. call him a boy. That's too, too on the nose, and, like, you can't really tell. It's just a dude wearing a suit, so. Yeah. Right. That's coming. Mm-hmm. That's coming very soon. Isn't that, like, next chapter? Yeah, I think that's... Or maybe two or three. It's the end of this volume, so mm-hmm. I think it's, like, the next, next, next episode next. for us. Yeah. yeah. I guess the big one is the use of the word disillusion. <laughs> I noticed that and yeah. noted it immediately yeah. <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> and then I checked the, uh, if you're reading the translated or the other translation, the like special edition translation, you weren't treated to this glorious treat mm-hmm. that's coming later. But also if you're just reading through this translation, then, then you probably aren't listening to the spoilers anyway. So I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but in the, uh, let me tell you what he said. He says, like, talk like that as much as you like. Let it out. You're not going to scare me off or anything. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Not right at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how on the... And also, like, it. I guess in the specific word that he phrase he uses in Japanese, when you look it up in the dictionary, at least, it just says disillusionment. So, like, disillusioned. It's very... Mm-hmm. Which is super specific. So, like, I don't know what the connotation of that word is or anything, but it's a very specific choice. And... Um, I didn't check the last volume to confirm the volume where he says it again to confirm, but I, I mean, I think it's just a hyper specific usage of that word. So it must be foreshadowing, yeah. intentional foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, um, yeah, if you have the, the new translation, then you missed out <laughs> on a great, a great <laughs> foreshadowing, but yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna be disillusioned. And I was like, that's not right. That's not true. You are, you say that. <laughs> You say that now, but it's not true. <laughs> the most important, uh, the most important foreshadowing of all, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. I've always said disillusion is like a weird word. It's to use such for... a strange word. It is. 
situations. Like I don't totally under like I get the context, but it's I like I don't, don't totally understand. understand what <laughs> he's. I've thought about it so many times. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we'll dive into it when we get to that part where yeah. it's like, what the fuck did he mean? He's like, oh, yeah. now I'm disillusioned. What does that even mean? Who would say that in a regular conversation? Like, yeah, I want to do some research on that specific phrase and in Japanese mm-hmm. and see if I can find something useful because it's so it's not like a word at least in the dictionary that I used it doesn't have like multiple meanings or anything so it's not as like um like it doesn't seem to have multiple kind of like English variations like sometimes mm-hmm. words do like we talk about that sometimes it yeah. seems to be super specific but the spe- specificity of disillusionment is <laughs> so mm-hmm. specific <laughs> yeah like disillusion as a word is like so you were ha- you were illusioned and now you're not illusioned like I don't <laughs> anyway it's obvious that it's a rejection in that part of the story at the end but it's Mm -hmm. not really obvious what he what why he said it like that yeah (laughs) so i feel like i've reasoned it to him being like he's disillusioned with himself and just like say like saying it badly (laughs) because like it's obviously like his reasons for rejecting are all about his own like issues yeah. and feeling like he doesn't deserve it and everything. So him saying like now I'm now it's like yeah he feels he doesn't deserve it. Then saying now I'm disillusioned that means now like he's like like he had this whole like idea that we they could just like go on oh being the same like without ever touching this or whatever and just be the same and it would be fine. And then he's like oh no, <laughs> no n- nope. <laughs> It's like, everything's terrible. I have to run. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I bid you adieu and I'll never see you again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I always kind of interpret it before. I mean, I'll have to think about it again when we read it again. But the way that I interpreted it before was like, or what maybe one interpretation of it is that he was somehow felt like it. I mean, he felt like if Toro ever ever found out that he killed, he was there when her mother died. And then she would, she would then reject him but Mm -hmm. the opposite happens so then he's like oh wait that's not what i expected now i'm disillusioned Mm -hmm. now i'm the one who i don't know like that that's kind of the way that i interpreted it it's also not a great way to describe it either like i don't know but yeah they're all along the same lines that's all about his hang-ups which i think is definitely the case in that scene Mm -hmm. um, yeah anyway whatever something to dig into later Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it could be that like he also like partially felt like that was his protection from having to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh well, if she knows, it, it's never gonna happen. So yeah, if she knows, I'll never fine, have to but... deal with my own guilt. <laughs> yeah, but uh... but then she's like, no, I still love you. <laughs> and he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so kind of my similar... whole my whole worldview is shattered. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of similar to like what he tried to do when he transformed into his true form, where it was like. It was like, well, if she sees my true form, then she's definitely going to reject me forever. And then she was like, yeah. I want you to come back. And he was like, well, shit, now I have to accept this yeah. is part of me. So now mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing where it's like, oh, now I have to accept that Yeah, she doesn't care. Or like not doesn't care, but that she's more willing to be with him regardless of the impact, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was his fault, but yeah. it feels like that. So. Mm-hmm. Everyone's problems in Fruba are always with themselves. It has nothing to do with other people. So they take things out yeah. on other people, but it never has anything to do with others. It's always internal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yelling at myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love Yuki for being self-aware enough to be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I was arguing with myself. Okay. <laughs> Kid was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, He's like, no, all of my problems are Yuki's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he knows they're his fault. He's just like, the way I deal with them is pretending they're Yuki's fault. (laughs) Yeah. Telling myself they're Yuki's fault. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm disillusioned. I thought that all this was Yuki's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like that. I mean, he's like, how could Yuki do this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how could you fall in love with Yuki even though he was there when your mother died? Wait. <laughs> anyway. Oh, good. Well, we managed to have some jokes. That's good. <laughs> can always bring the jokes yeah definitely even when we shouldn't (laughs) that's the most appropriate time to make jokes everybody knows that (laughs) yes the um the only other thing that i noticed that was spoiled is like that's coming up also shortly is like all the so shigeri is like just ask them about how they feel about the cat just ask them and that's already come up a little bit we talked about last time in that conversation with Mm -hmm. haru and yuki and shisho and then there's a scene later in this volume where Momiji starts bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's later in this volume. So, yeah, yeah. So that's gonna happen. The whole thing where they, yeah, the whole like BBQ pretended not to, <laughs> not to think about this mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's. I feel like, I Shigure's take on this, I think, may be somewhat true, but I don't think it's entirely true. At least we haven't seen evidence mm-hmm. of that. Like mm-hmm. nobody. I feel like. Uh... It's like we talked about this a bit. Like I think it was true in the past yeah. with the cat. I definitely think but so. But we talked about how like like people like the Zodiac in this generation, especially the younger ones, like like they know Kyo as a person and hang out with him and mostly like him. So I feel like what he says may be true about like Hattori and Shigure and Ayame or whatever. Ayame definitely doesn't <clears throat> I wouldn't say that Ayame looks down on we this is based on evidence of what we've seen, not what Shigure said. Ayame yeah. doesn't seem to look down on him. He just doesn't seem to really give a shit. He's just yeah, like I think Ayame looks down on everybody. Yeah. It's not like not Yuki. Yuki and Hattori. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even Shigure, yeah. And yeah. Mine, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. But like it's not like Haru doesn't look down on mm-hmm. him. Like he sees him as a, you know, a formidable opponent mm-hmm. and uh would classify him as yeah, a borderline a friend. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the ones that um like don't like interact with Kyo that often I think like they mostly just don't think about it and like maybe in like you know you know like we all have those moments where they're we're like well at least it's not me even though it's a terrible thing to think like everyone does it so like exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called so you can see like so the, the ones thing. that don't have like close interactions <laughs> with him like mostly don't think about like the cat at all and when they do it's like oh well at least I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, or like, well, that's the way it's going to be. And it's not really in my control yeah. to change things or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Momiji thinking like that about Kyo and like questioning things, for example, is part of what helps his curse break sooner, mm-hmm. maybe? Because be, yeah. Kareno's kind of theory and Shigeru's kind of theory is that all the changes and the questioning of things and questioning the order of things mm-hmm. going against, uh, I guess, like Akito or whatever going against the, mm-hmm. the bond is part of what helps yeah. break the curse. Yeah, it's probably... So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, the questioning and everything. And I think, like, for Momiji specifically, like, he's less... He's more independent and less, like, tied into a lot of the other stuff that the other Zodiac members yeah. are. He doesn't seem to have a good... Or a close relationship with Akito of any kind, good or bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, like they explicitly we talked about that. Like in the beach episode, explicitly someone said I can't remember who says it, but it's like Akito doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is for the better or worse, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any other spoilery things that I wanted to talk about this time. Did you? Mm, no, I don't think so. But okay. <laughs> um, what's happening in one 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 ten and one eleven? Let's find out. Mm. Yuki goes to Mine Ayame Mine's oh, yeah. shop. This is what yeah. we talked about last last time where you were like, and then the tension, romantic tension causes Yuki to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I skimmed ahead while I was reading. And I was it literally like, is that. He's just like, hi, I have something to do today, bye. Bye. <laughs> it's like, suddenly I remembered. I'm getting yeah. out of here. It's <laughs> cute. And then there's some. Uh, You're going out? Yep, very sorry. I'll be back before dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's gone. <laughs> The next next one is Yuki and Machi, and the Komaki Kakeyutoru connection is revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only 136 chapters, so I was right about it being only 20-ish left, 25 after yeah. your next after your next episode. There'll be 25 chapters left. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Soon we'll be able to talk about how disillusioned Kyo is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'll be so exciting. <laughs> so much drama. I talked recently about how I love it love hate it you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 the good drama delicious here drama. at the end <laughs> this is the shoujo we signed up for yes <laughs> i think those are all the things that were directly spoiled by this so i think that's everything mm-hmm. i wanted to talk about today yeah next time uh so thank you all for listening again and thanks for sending us messages and sending our su- sending us support and buying us coffees it's all very sweet and mm-hmm. hope everybody is staying safe during the quarantine, mm-hmm. the great quarantine of 2020. <laughs> yeah. You think that's how they'll put it in the history books? I mean, probably. <laughs> it's definitely going to be in the history books. Oh, 100%. So. Well, Spanish flu was, so it'll be like, yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, and people wear masks, and then they complained about it, those assholes. And then everyone of the people in the future will look down on us. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, years from now, our like, grandkids will be like, I have to do a paper for history and talk to <laughs> yeah. someone who lived through the coronavirus. <laughs> Anyway, I don't I think we didn't say goodbye yet, so no. <laughs> Alright, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Let's talk about not cats. Let's talk about <laughs> Faruba. Well, let's talk about a specific cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was kept thinking to myself, like, the cat's room, put this in the cat's room, and I was like, that's not what I mean <laughs> per se. Although they are isolated in there, but yeah. <laughs> be locked away <laughs> they have to they the reason they have the cat's room is just so that Kyo can get used to the main estate i get it yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's as quiet as the corner the edge of the world it has to be <laughs> and then they'll like lift the door a little bit yeah. so he can <laughs> they bring other people to the edge of the door and he sniffs at the door <laughs> yeah <laughs> then they'll take the door off and put like a baby gate <laughs> <laughs> Where's grandfather asks if she has all her things. Torsan, do you have all your things? He asks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I edited that after. <laughs> Tor remembers her mother saying, we'll always be together. <laughs> <laughs> I've collected myself. <laughs> That's right. You tell her what's what. <laughs> I, yeah. I just looked back up at your notes and saw it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Tor's good for the rest if she has her things. Tor's done to you have all your things. <laughs> no, that's so funny. I don't know what's really funny. <laughs> I think that I should just like deliberately make that a writing style and just repeat, yeah. <laughs> repeat the same exact same thing over and over again. <laughs> You're still laughing about it. You always laugh more at my mistakes than my jokes. How dare. <laughs>